Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. We bless your name. I don't know about anybody else, but I've been encouraged by the worship on this morning. When you can realize how worthy he is, you can give him praise. And the good news is that despite what we're going through, he's still worthy. And I think I think the problem with many believers is we believe because we're going through that he's no longer worthy. But somebody say he's still worthy. He's still worthy. So grateful that we serve a worthy God. Let us stand to our feet. So good to see so many of you in the house of the Lord this morning. So good to see Miss Sharon West back. God's traveling grace and mercies. Amen. Amen. I want us to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I want us to look at verses 14 and 15. Hey, in a soon coming day, my family will share something. Some of y'all already know. But y'all just pray for my wife. Somebody say pray for the pastor wife. Ain't nothing wrong. Y'all just pray for her. Second Chronicles chapter 7. I want us to look at verse number 14 and 15. I'm reading for the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Somebody say seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. Notice this. After we seek his face, he says, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject his response to the seeker. His response to the seeker. Somebody say, I need his response. I don't know about y'all, but when I seek God, I need a response. I don't know about nobody else, but somebody say, I need his response. The response of the seeker. I want to continue on this sermon series, The Secrets of Seeking. And the response of the Lord to those that seek him reveal the, revo- the reward, our reward. Somebody say, my reward. I've got to watch and notice the response of God to determine what will be my reward from my seeking. Somebody say it's revealed in that. In other words, how the Lord responds to our seeking determines the degree of our reward. However, God responds to me as I lay on my face, as I seek him in prayer, how he responds is going to determine the degree of my reward. Somebody say I want a reward. If you want a reward, if you want to understand the degree of your reward, reward, I've got to notice the response of the Lord. Because just as it matters how we pursue the Lord, it also matters how he responds. It matters. Somebody say it matters. 
I, I've been I've been digging deep during this during this sermon series, telling us it matters how we pursue God. But as I pursue God, I need to notice how He responds. I'm getting a little ringing. I don't know if Pastor Cole could turn down my mic or even um, Julian, if you can help me out. This is why I made reference throughout Matthew six five throughout this series. Notice what it says again, because I need us to see this and see this real good. If we can go to the next screen, it says, "And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to." pray standing in the synagogues. This is why you got church folk that love to be seen praying but that's going to be your reward. And on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men, surely I say to you they have their reward. Somebody say I don't want that kind of reward. It's important to note that when your reward of seeking is to be seen by men, watch this it only leaves room for the silence of God. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. When, when my reward is to be seen by men, it only leaves the silence of God. Someone say, God ain't going to talk to you. If I pray to be seen by men, if I post that I'm fasting to be seen deep by other people, if I'm trying to get on my face and be here early so that the pastor can catch me praying on my face, somebody say, I've received my reward. Yeah, I received my reward. I don't know about nobody else, but I don't need God to be silent, especially in this season. So could it be one of the reasons why many believers don't receive from God as a result of their pursuit of him is because many have already received their reward. So if I've been pursuing God, if I've been going after God and I'm like, God, why you have not yet moved yet? Maybe you've already received your reward. Somebody say help us today. I can't, can we go to the next slide? Notice this. Many are after the applause of men rather than being after God. You got to know that. Somebody say church folk. Many are after the attention of men rather than being after God. Somebody say church folk. And many are after the agenda of men to include their own rather than being after the God. And watch this. If you want the applause of men, if you want the attention of men, if you want your own agenda, somebody say, I've received my reward. Yeah, that's dangerous, y'all. Somebody say, that's dangerous. If God, if I'm going to pursue God, I need God to. Somebody say, speak. And I've said this before throughout this series. When you seek God, watch this void of him being your priority. Then whatever it is your priority has become your reward. In other words, I've always got to keep my eyes on God as I pursue him. I'm, I'm going to try to make this real simple. Even though you may be pursuing God for a house, don't make that house your priority. In other words, God, if you give it to me, I know, God, that you own every cattle on a thousand hills. I'm going to take whatever you give me because I've made you my priority. Somebody say, make God your priority. This is why y'all will seek God for a house and then you'll do all kind of shady stuff to get the house. Somebody say, help us today. And this is why I believe it's critical for every believer to be able to ensure that our pursuit is pure. I've been trying to get us to this place in this sermon series where we say our pursuit is pure. And the Lord's response to our pursuit is one way in which that is revealed. If I want to know if I'm pursuing God in such a pure way, I've got to recognize his response. Somebody say recognize his response. However God responds to me as, I, as I'm seeking him will reveal if my pursuit is pure. Somebody say, make it pure. 
I, and I believe, watch this, that if we can pursue the Lord with what's required of us. I started off this series saying that we've got to see what's required of the seeker. And then I said we got to pursue him with what's necessary. So now, I, I, what's, what's the necessary resolve? So the resolve of the seeker. But this morning I want us to understand what's the response of God when we seek him. And I believe our foundational text reveals the answer to this question. It reveals the response of the Lord to every believer that seeks him, watch this, with a pure heart. And before we examine our text, I want us to, I, I, I got to drop this off. That I need to note that first, Second Chronicles chapter 1 opens up the emphasis stages of King Solomon's reign over the children of Israel. We find this in 2 Corinthians, I mean 2 Chronicles chapter 1. This is when Solomon, somebody say David's son, David. takes over reign of the children of Israel. And notice this, if you look at it real well, uh, did I not put that on the screen? Uh, you can just make note of this, 2 Chronicles chapter 1 verse number 5. It says, now the bronze altar that Beziel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur had made, he put therefore a tabernacle of the Lord and Solomon and the assembly sought him there. In other words, this means King Solomon's heart was to seek the Lord. He had a heart to seek the Lord. Somebody say, I need a heart to seek the Lord. And I said this before, if you don't make your pursuit of God personal, nobody else can't make you pursue God. If I got to push you to pursue God, somebody say, you ain't going to do it. If I got to push you to seek your face, somebody say, you ain't going to do it. If I got to persuade you to go after God, somebody say, you ain't going to do it. So, so King Solomon's heart was to seek the Lord. And then even more, before we get to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, we find King Solomon seeking the Lord continually. In other words, this means he made the seeking of the Lord his habit. Somebody say it was his habit. Listen, I don't just seek God when I need something from him. I make it my habit. And if I want to always be aware of the response of God, I've got to always find myself, somebody say, on my face. Uh, so King Solomon didn't wait for war to seek God. He didn't wait for bad times to seek God. We find throughout this, this book that he made it his habit. So he had a heart to seek the Lord. He, he had this habit of seeking the Lord. And watch this. In 2 Chronicles um, chapter 7, verse 1, the Bible says that, that the Lord's presence was commonplace in Solomon's life. In other words, the Bible says he desired to build a temple where his father saw the Lord. So, so the Bible says that he went to build the temple in the same place where I saw my daddy and, and my daddy saw God. So in other words, watch this. He's saying that I've had history with God. Now that's good news, y'all. That I, I don't just want a heart for God. I don't just want to have a habit of seeking God, but I want a history with God. So King Solomon said, I've got this history with God. Why is this significant? Why, why is this significant to understand? Because watch this. Solomon was faithful to seek the Lord, so he was familiar with the Lord's response to his seeking. Watch this. In other words, when I seek God, I don't need nobody else to point out God in my life. I want somebody, I want to be so familiar with the response of God that I know God's hand when I see it. I don't want no prophet to point it out. Somebody say, I want to know for myself. So, so in other words, uh, we've got to be like Solomon. And Solomon says that if you can be faithful to seek God, you'll be familiar with his presence and his response. Somebody say, I want to be familiar with that. Yeah, in other words, we can we can be familiar with the response of the Lord when we're faithful to seek the Lord. 
Therefore, my prayer this morning that we glean from our foundational text so that we can be clear of what the Lord's response is to our seeking. If I'm going to turn over the plate, y'all, if I'm going to stop eating them sweet potato pies, y'all, for a season, I want to see God's hand move in my life. And I just want to be so clear about his response that I don't miss God. How many of y'all know that there's believers that can seek his face and miss God? Ooh, tell your neighbor, I don't want to miss him. Yeah, I don't want to miss him. So let's look at the text. The Bible says this. After the Bible talks about um, um, seeking the Lord, turning from our wicked ways, the Bible says then. Uh, in other words, then I will hear from heaven. Hear this, when we seek the Lord, we should have intentions for the Lord to incline towards us. If I'm going to seek God, God, I need you to come. Because if I'm going after you, somebody say, I need you. Uh, so many of us watch this, go after God, but don't have intentions for him to incline towards us. Somebody say, come Lord now. In other words, when we move to seek him, the Lord moves. Ooh. Now, that's good news, y'all. This is why, watch this, the beginning portion of James 4 and 8 reminds us with these words. Watch what it says. The Bible says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Ooh. Now, somebody say, that's good news. In other words, we gain proximity to the Lord when we pursue the Lord. Now, that is good news right there. Watch what our foundational text speaks of. It says, then I will hear from heaven. I need y'all to understand this. In the natural, the clarity of hearing is determined by proximity. The closer I get to a sound, it's going to make it more clear as to where that sound came from. Somebody say, that's in the natural. It's the same way in the spirit. So I've got to gain, somebody say, proximity to God. Yeah, I got to gain proximity to God. So here's, here's the response of God. God responds by giving us access, the access of heaven. Woo. Somebody say the access of heaven. Here's the good news. Even when our circumstances don't change when we pursue God, we can have comfort in any circumstance as long as the Lord is close. Listen, I can go through a whole bunch of stuff as long as I know God with me. The reason that folk give up on their life is because they don't believe that God is with them. The reason that folk commit suicide when stuff is going crazy because they don't believe God is with me. I say, somebody say, God's with me. This is why folk can say, girl, how did you go through the divorce? How did you get through the death of your grandma? How did you get through when they slandered your name? Somebody say, God was with me. Yeah, that's good news, y'all. That my circumstance don't have to change. I just need God to come close. Someone say, God, come close. And this is why David declared, watch this, in the beginning portion of Psalm 34, 18. The Bible says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. But I need us to understand, it's not just the brokenhearted. The people who are broken got sense to call on God. When I'm broken, somebody say, call on God. I ain't just going to be broken, but I'm going to call his name. And, the, and, the, and one of the sad realities is, is that many folk get broken, but don't call his name. This is mean I can endure the death of that loved one when God is close. I can endure the deceit against my name. Somebody say when God is close. I can endure the divorce. Somebody say when God is close. And the good news is, is that the Lord comes close when we call him. Here's the good news about God. God ain't going to invade your space unless you allow him to. Somebody say, give him an invita invitation. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've got to invite God. God ain't just going to come up in your house if you don't want him to. And how do I know? The Bible says, let no flesh glory in his presence. So God's going to, he's waiting. Somebody say, on an invitation. Yeah, that's good news, y'all. And all we've got to do is call his name. And here lies one of the problems with many believers is that we cry. We complain and we even try to conceal our certain circumstances in our lives rather than calling on his name. God says, I want to come close, but your behind can't get up out of the bed because you crying too much. You complaining about what you're going through and God says, all you got to do is call me. This is why I don't like folk that are that are very. Um, uh, what's the word that I want to say that are very shielded um, when they're going through stuff. Somebody say, don't be shielded. Because if you try to conceal stuff from God or conceal stuff from people, you negate God coming close. Tell your neighbor, let God come close. So here's the critical question we got to ask ourselves. When the issues of life arise, watch this. It's not what the Lord's response is to our circumstances but what is our response to the circumstances of life? Did y'all hear what I just said? A lot of us, this is what messes a lot of believers up. When we get into bad places, we're waiting on God to do something and God is waiting on us. Did y'all catch what I just said? And we get in this pity party, we get into depression, we fall out of the race and God is not, it's not what is God's response to our circumstances, but what is our response to the circumstances of life? Because watch this, our response to the circumstances of, of life will determine his response to us. Yeah. Now that's good news right there. Because some of y'all waiting on God to move and God is waiting on you to move. Somebody say he's waiting on me. Consider the response of David to distress in Psalm 18.6. The Bible says, in my distress... I called upon the Lord and I cried out to my God. See, in distress, y'all going to go into depression. David said, I'm going to call on God. And somebody say, he heard. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him even to his ears. Listen, here's the other good news about God. God ain't going to invade your space and God don't care what you look like when you call on his name. Y'all, listen to what, what I'm trying to say. And I said this throughout this series, you ain't got to put no makeup on. You ain't got to dress up for God. You know you got to dress up for folk, but God ain't worried about that. That means, listen, if I got to come with snot in my nose, crying, on my, uh, uh, crying out to God, somebody say, he going to hear me. Listen, if you ain't brush your mouth in a few days, somebody say, call on him. See, God ain't going to say your breath thing. I will, but not God. Somebody say, he hears me. It was the response of David that caused the Lord to respond to him. Because David called on the Lord, the Lord came close, watch this, to his circumstance. If I want God to find himself in the midst of what I'm going through, somebody say, call on his name. And listen, this is why I like the saints of old. Listen, I love Sister Jacqueline Pinky, God rest her soul. But one of the things she used to always say, Pastor Keith, I'm just calling on the name of Jesus. And it may not sound so deep to some of y'all that went to seminary and so theologically deep. 
Listen, the old saints knew how to get to God. And the way that I get to God, somebody say, it's call his name. I don't care about no title. I don't care about no cross. I don't care about no garbs you got on. I don't care about no vestments. Because you can have all of that and God not come into your circumstance. Because, you know, many folk that got vestments and crosses and all of that stuff, they act like they too deep to call on God's name. Tell your neighbor, I don't want to be that deep. Because you're going to find yourself deep in a pit. And God won't be there. One of the reasons why many believers are overwhelmed by the circumstances of, of life is because the Lord has failed to come close. And this is why it's critical to understand that the Lord responds to those that seek him by giving them the access of heaven. Ooh, I just, someone say, I just want access. God will incline himself to me. And here's the good news. When you seek God, don't always look for God to change your situation. I've learned even in my short um, years of life that I'm not, even though there's some situations that I want God to change, as long as God is with me, I can endure even if the circumstances don't change. And this is why a lot of people will run away from God because you prayed, watch this, for the marriage and the marriage still folded, but God said, I was still with you. I don't care if the man leave as long as God is still with me. And some of us get so caught up in the man that we miss God. Ooh, tell your neighbor, don't miss God. Ooh, as long as God is with me. As long as God is with me. And this is why somebody may be saying, why is this response to the Lord so critical to the believer? Because having the very access to heaven reminds the believer that I have not been forsaken. That, this is why this response is so critical. Because I just need to know why folk talking about me on the job, that God ain't left me. I just need to know that when my money is looking funny, that God still ain't left me. Because what the enemy wants you to believe is that God has left you. Tell your neighbor, he ain't leave you yet. Yes, if he's come close, if I can sense his hand, it reminds me that I have not been forsaken. And watch it, it's hard to faint in the journey in the midst of attacks when you know that you have not been forsaken. If somebody say it's hard to do that. I ain't going to give up when I know God is still with me. I ain't going to throw in the towel when I know God is still with me. The attacks, the adversity, and the agenda of the enemy don't have power over us when God, when we have access to heaven. Someone say, I just need access. Hear this. Here's a word of wisdom. Somebody may be struggling with this revelation that um, because we understand that throughout scripture, the Bible says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, we find that in Deuteronomy 31 and 8. We find that in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. But I need us to understand something because y'all ain't going to like this. It's important to note that the Lord only forsakes those that forsake him. Did y'all catch what I just said? Some of y'all holding on to Deuteronomy 31 and 8, but God will forsake you. Someone say he will do it. In other words, those that are unwilling to seek him, and I'm going to give you Bible. Some say, I'm going to give you Bible. Look at Bible. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will, someone say, turn. And I know y'all might be saying, I ain't serving no foreign gods, Pastor Keith. But watch this. I need us to understand, when we, when we seek anything other than the as God being our priority, we're serving another God. I know y'all don't like that, uh, but when we're seeking anything else other than God being our priority, 
we have served another God. And watch this. We have forsaken him. I tell you never don't forsake God. Like I said, you want the man more than you want God. You want the money more than you want God. Somebody say you're serving another God. In other words, watch this. His response to those that seek him is that he gives us access to heaven. Someone say, I just want access. Yeah, I can make it through when I know God is close. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Not only do believers that willingly seek the Lord have access to heaven, but we also have access to the will of God. Someone say the will of God. Now that's good news right there. I, I, I don't know about nobody else, but I want the will of God for my life. That means the good news is those that willingly seek the Lord get to see the will of the Lord fulfilled in their life. How many of y'all know that you have believers that can go from cradle to grave and never fulfill the will of God for their life? Somebody say the devil is a lie. If I'm going to be serving God, I want the full will of God fulfilled in my life. Somebody say, I want God's will fulfilled in my life. And one of the reasons why God's will ain't fulfilled in a lot of people's life is because we don't seek him. And this is why our foundational text says that the Lord responds to those that seek him by forgiving their sin and healing their land. Somebody say, that's the will of God. In other words, the Lord's response to those that seek him is the agenda of heaven. Ah, that, 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 that's good news right there. For those that seek the Lord, you should never desire the answer you want, but you must want the answer that is his will. And this is why, this is one of, y'all mess yourself up because you're praying for something that may not be God's will. And when I can, watch this, when I can go to God, I'll give y'all an example. And I've said this before, I lost my job back in, I want to say back in 2015, 2016, I was a breadwinner of my family, so I was trying to figure out, God, what am I going to do next? How am I going to make this happen? Going to interview, applying for jobs. I had an interview, got on the interview. I thought I'd knock that thing out the park. Y'all thought I got that job. Somebody say no. And I wanted it so bad, and I felt so bad because I thought, God, I did so well in the interview. And the next day, somebody say the next day. It really wasn't the next day, but it was a few days later. This company called me, and it was a ministry, and I had forgot that I told God the next job I want is full-time ministry. I would have took something that was not the will of God for my life. I would have had a lot of money. I would have been probably feeling like I'm doing real well, but I bet I would have caught a lot of hell. And many of us are searching God. God, I'm praying for this. I need you to do this. But I can handle any answer from God when I know that it's the agenda of heaven. Y'all heard that? So although I may want it, although I think it may look good, there's been some houses that I done prayed about. It's been some churches and properties that I prayed about. But when I don't get it, I don't lose my mind about it because I realize it must not be the agenda of heaven for my life. Somebody say, I want the agenda of heaven. Some of y'all still crying about exes and that ex was not God's will for your life. And now he's knocking somebody else upside the head. Girl, you straight now. Somebody say, I'm straight. I'm straight. All right. This, this, this is why the English Standard Version of Ephesians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, watch this. Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. In other words, watch this. It means it's foolish to seek the Lord for your will, but you need the will of the Lord. Oh, somebody say, I want the agenda of heaven. Hear this, that means our prayer must be as we seek the Lord, God, don't give me what I want, but God, give me what heaven wants for my life. 
That got, that got to be our new prayer, y'all. And, and I get it because the Bible says he'll give if you delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. There's some stuff and you may be like, God, that's a desire of mine. I want you to give it to me. But if it's not your will, don't do it. Right. Someone say, don't do, it. don't do it. I want the agenda of heaven. And the good news is, here's what I'm really trying to tell you. When you pursue God with a pure heart, you can handle and accept any response of God. Because his response will always be, yes, access to heaven, but it will also be the agenda of heaven. That's good news. Someone say that's good news. Yeah, so if it causes me to lose my job, somebody say that's good news. Because I know I pursued him with a pure heart and it's the agenda of heaven. That's good news, y'all. And here's the good news. Whatever we are pursuing for the Lord, we can handle his answer when we know his answer is heaven agenda. And I don't know about nobody else, but listen, if I got to leave some places, I'm good as long as it's heaven's agenda. Now, some, some, somebody say, I'm good. If I got to lose some things, I'm good. Somebody shout, I'm good. As long as it's the agenda of heaven. And watch this. If I got to let some folk go, somebody say, I'm good. Yeah, as long as it's the agenda of heaven and y'all losing your mind because you lost some stuff and God was saying, I gave you my agenda. Somebody say, don't lose your mind. This is why Jesus declared it even in one of the darkest moments of his life. Right before he was crucified in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. He says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In other words, that Jesus serves as a primary example that we're going to go through some stuff, y'all, and we're going to ask God, I can't do it no more, God. God, this thing is too tough. But Jesus' posture was, not my will, but thine be done. Somebody say, not my will, but thine be done. If you pursue him like that, he'll always give you the agenda of heaven. Jesus sought the agenda of heaven. And even in the face of the agenda of hell, because Jesus knew, watch this, despite the agenda of hell, that the agenda of heaven would protect and preserve him. Now that's good news. The reason why a lot of us ask God to take us out of situations is because we believe the situation is going to take us out. We believe that the situation is going to take us out. But here's the good news. If it's the agenda of heaven, somebody say, I'm preserved. Yeah, that's good news that nothing, the agenda of hell cannot stop the agenda of heaven. So when I pray, I know I might be going through, but God, if it's your will, that will be done. I can make it through this thing because it's not even though the enemy has an agenda, heaven does as well. Somebody say that's good news. Yeah, this is why despite what hell had planned for Jesus, he was able to get up. Someone say, with all power. With all power. Because you will have power over hell when heaven's agenda is on your side. Now that now somebody said that that's good. You will have power over hell when heaven's agenda is on our side. And here's the sad tragedy. Many of us are trying to partner with our agenda rather than the agenda of heaven. And that's why we're going, someone say, that's why I'm going through right now. Yeah, because you're trying to side with your agenda. And God says, if you can just get on my agenda, what tried to take you out, I have power over. What you think you're unable to persevere through, I'll give you power over. Therefore, the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, as we're seeking God, are we seeking our agenda as we seek the Lord? Or are we seeking the agenda of heaven? You know, I got to ask my prayers questions. Keith, before you utter that, are you seeking the agenda of heaven or is this your agenda?
Because watch this. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. Some of us are aligning with an agenda that is not of heaven. Ooh, some of us say, help us today. And I'm going to give you Bible. Watch this. Because there's power in his agenda and not ours. I know yours look good. I know you think you done, you done plant this. I know you think you smart and you got a whole bunch of intellect. But watch this. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. You can make many plans. Somebody say many. many. But the Lord's purpose, somebody say his will, his will, will prevail. So I know you smart. I know you deep. I know you got connections. I know you got money. I know it worked out for you in the past. But if it's not heaven's agenda, it will not prevail. Help us today, God. This is why it's good news to know that the Lord's response to those that seek him is that we receive the agenda of heaven. Because heaven agenda will protect us and preserve us. Watch this. Despite what hell has planned for my life. This is why I can be catching all hell and still chilling. Did y'all hope y'all caught that? I want to be in a place where I'm catching all hell around me. And I'm still, somebody say chilling. Because heaven's agenda is on my side. That's good news, y'all. And this is why y'all got to understand all of the revelation that's coming from just seeking God. This is why the enemy makes it so difficult for believers to seek God. Because we miss out, somebody say, on all of this. Hear this, I'm done. Watch Watch what the last portion of our text says. Now my eyes will be open. And my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. When we desire the agenda of heaven, then we gain the attention of heaven. If I really want to get God's attention, somebody say it's not in my offering. They lied to you because you thought it was in your offering. Somebody say it's not in my praise. See, they lied to you. I know you thought it was in your praise, but somebody say not so. Uh, it's, It's when I want the agenda of heaven. The Bible says then I get the attention of heaven. Because it's important to note, watch this, that God wants to hear from those that want his will. God don't want to hear from you if you don't want his will. Somebody say, I want his will. And this is why our foundational text reminds us that after our access to heaven and after our desire for the agenda of heaven, it declares, somebody shout now. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. This means, watch this, we have immediate attention of God when we desire his intentions for us. I, somebody say, I want that kind of attention. I don't want to have to beg for nobody. To, I don't know how you got to beg folk to give you some kind of time. I, you got to beg folk to give you the time of the day. You got to beg, you got to get on folks' schedule to get them to talk to you about some stuff going on. You, somebody say, I can get God's attention immediately. Yeah, that's good news, y'all. I can get it immediately when I want his intentions for me. Because there are seasons, watch this, when we need an answer from God. Somebody say, now. There, there are some seasons we, we, when we need the attention of God. Someone say now. Yeah. And what, they say, watch this. There are some seasons where I can't wait for God to respond, but I need him to respond. Someone say now. Yeah. Yeah, the critical way that we get God to move on our behalf is when we desire what he desires for us. Yeah. Somebody say now I have his ear. Now I have his ear. Yeah, I want the ear of God. I want God like that. Therefore, if you feel, watch this. Is if heaven is not responding or hearing your prayers, you may need to ask yourself, do you really want to hear from heaven? Because many want heaven to hear from us, but we don't want to hear from heaven. 
Because we don't want to we don't want to hear what God really got to say. Because God going to tell us some stuff that we don't really want to hear. Yeah. Someone say, do you want to hear from heaven? Yeah, because he's going to tell you to put that thing down. God, you know I like it. But y'all don't really want to hear from heaven. Because when you want to hear from heaven, watch this. Heaven is prepared to hear from you. Now that's good news to me. That's good news, y'all. And this is why the Lord responds to those that seek him with the attention of heaven. Notice what Psalm 10, 17 says. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. Somebody say humble. humble. One thing about that word humble, it means submitted. Somebody say submitted. submitted. So in, a, in other words, the Lord, Lord, you hear from those and the desire of those that are submitted. In other words, he's saying he hears from those that are submitted to him. He hears from those that is submitted to hear. Watch this, what he has to say, what he wants to do, and what his will is for my life. That's who God hears from. If I want God to hear from me, someone say I got to be submitted. You've got to be humble. In other words, submitted. So the question we got to ask ourselves is if we feel if, is, if, if the Lord is not responding to our pursuit of him, is are we submitted to him? Someone say, are you submitted? Because the Lord responds to those that seek him, to those that are submitted to him. In other words, God, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it in my life. God, whatever you got to say, God, go ahead and say it in my life. God, whatever your will is for my life, someone say, God, God, go do it. Yeah, he wants folk that are submitted. Because hear this, and I've said this before, God is the greatest steward. In other words, he manages his stuff well. In other words, he's not going to waste his words on you and you really don't want to listen to him. Somebody say, God don't work like that. God is always prepared to speak to us, but if he know that I'm going to speak to Keith and Keith ain't going to listen to nothing I got to say, I'm not going to waste my words. And listen, I'm going to tell y'all like this right now. I started getting like God. When I talk to folk and I give folk wisdom and I realize folk don't listen to me, somebody say, I shut my mouth. I'm not wasting my mouth on folk that ain't trying to listen. And somebody say, God is the same way. He the same way. He's, he know you ain't going to listen. He know you ain't going to do that. He know you ain't going to save your money. He know you're going to spend it on the X, Y, and Z. So God ain't talking. That's why he ain't talking. Because somebody say, I'm not listening. Watch this. God gives attention to every cry of those who are submitted to him. He gives attention to every care of those that are submitted to him. And watch this. He gives attention to every concern of those that are submitted to him. Consider our foundational text again. He says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer. It, it never gave a condition on that prayer. That means there's no limit to the prayers that the Lord will listen to when we are submitted to him. That's good news. Y'all know y'all can bother folk with your stuff. You know you can overwhelm folk with your business and what's going on in your life. Somebody say, I can't do that to God. As long as I'm submitted to him, he's not bothered by how many prayers I bring him. He's not overwhelmed about how many concerns I give his way. He's not concerned that I'm giving him too much in one day. Somebody say, as long as I'm submitted. Folk will put you on block. Folk will not pick up your phone call, but if you're submitted to God, somebody say, he won't do that to me. That's good news, y'all. And this is why I love how the Amplified version of 1 Peter 5, 17 says it. 
It says casting all your cares. The Bible says all your anxieties. Somebody say all. All your worries. Somebody say all. All your concerns. Somebody say all. And the Bible says once and for all on him. For he cares about you. Because heaven's attention, watch this, is given to everything to those that, that, that we bring to him. Somebody say everything. He, he gives his attention to everything we bring to him. As long as I'm, somebody say submitted. That's, that right does just, that's, I, we serve a God like that. Thank you, God, for serving you in this way. And this is why his response to those that seek him is heaven's attention. I'm done. Listen, if I'm going to pursue God, I don't want it to be in vain. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't got time for that. Someone say, I ain't got time for that. I can't remember who said it, but I ain't got time for that. I don't know about nobody else, but if I'm going to seek him, I need a response. The pastor told me to seek his face, so I'm looking for a response. Because my pursuit of God can't afford to be in vain. Y'all know time is so precious. So if I'm going to labor before the Lord and and lay on my face, I want to see God. Somebody say, I want to see God. And I made mention of this in my introduction. Your pursuit will always reap a reward. I need y'all to catch that. You will always receive a reward when you pursue him. It depends on how you pursue him about what reward you will receive. Somebody say, I want the right reward. Yeah, so I, I want this right reward. Either our pursuit will cause us to be seen by men or we will see the response of the Lord. Solomon saw the response of the Lord. And therefore, as we seek the Lord, we must desire the latter. The good news is that we, if we can seek the Lord with what's required of us, with the right resolve, somebody say, I get the access of heaven. I get the access of heaven. Not only do I get the access of heaven, I get the agenda of heaven. Somebody say, the agenda of heaven. I, get the agenda of heaven. I can deal with anything that comes my way as long as I got his agenda. Yeah. And then I get the attention of heaven. God ain't overwhelmed by how much you come to him. Folk will, but not God. But even beyond this response, watch this. I think we see something greater of the Lord's response to Solomon in our text. I believe Solomon, God will respond to us in this manner as well. Look at verse number 16. The Bible says, For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my, my name may dwell there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. That's verse number 16. In other words, what am I trying to say? Th- this means when we seek the Lord as he requires, then he responds with the atmosphere of heaven. I, I, I said this comically last Sunday, but I said sometimes we need, we feel like we need Maverick City, we need Dana to create an atmosphere. Somebody say not so. Not so. I don't need no meditation music, but God says if you can seek me and seek me well, I'll give you the atmosphere of heaven. This is why, because, and I've said this, um, I, I've said this sometime throughout this year, you know circumstances don't care about where it finds you. So I need to be able to find God wherever the circumstances of life find me. Sometimes you'll get a call and you're on vacation and you've got to be able to find God. Listen, you'll get a text that will take other folk out and you got to be able to find God on your job where everybody around you is acting like devils. Somebody say, I want the atmosphere of heaven. In other words, I'll have continual access to God. Somebody say, wherever I go. 
Now that's good news. In, that, in other words, this is a place where he really never leaves me nor forsake me. Because somebody say, I have that atmosphere. If that's your prayer, if that's your desire, let us stand to our feet. Listen, I'm trying to get us to a place. I know the Bible says pray for one another. I know the Bible says that we should bear one another's burdens. But the thing about people is that people are not omnipresent. So we've got to get to a place in our walk where we can call on the God that is omnipresent. Somebody say always there. I want a God that's always there. Let us, whatever you need God to do, whatever you're seeking God for, whatever you're pursuing God for, I want you to put that on your heart. Whatever you need a God to do, it may be, I need God to save my baby. I need God to turn something around in my marriage. I need God to do something in my life personally. I want you to get that on your heart. Father, we thank you. God, we, we thank you, God, that if we pursue you, God, God, that we receive a response from you. God, we want to be like King Solomon. And God, we need history with you. So God, we're pursuing you now. God, many of us, God, have things on our heart, God, that we need you to do. God, we got it all twisted. Some of us were going about this pursuit in the wrong way, but God, we thank you now for clarity. And God, we pray now, God, that we thank you, God, that you respond with the access of heaven. God, that you come close. So God, I pray now over your people, God, come close. God, cause them to, they're drawing nigh to you. So draw nigh to them, God. Come close to their circumstance, God. Come close to their situation, God. I pray, God, wherever they might find themselves, God, we pray, God, that you come close. Give us proximity, God, to you. And God, we know, God, that even if you don't change it, we can find comfort in it. For your word declares, God, that your name is a strong tower. We can run in and be safe. God calls us to be safe, God, despite the circumstances of life. Thank you, God, for this access we have. And now, God, we pray for the agenda of heaven. God, as Jesus declared, if this be your will, do it, God, the way that we're pursuing you. But God, not our will, thine be done. God, we want the agenda of heaven because we can handle any answer when it's your agenda for our life. So God, if we got to lose some folk, we won't lose our minds. If we got to lose some jobs, God, we won't lose our minds because we know, God, that this has been designed for our life. And thank you, God, we need your ear. We're prepared to hear from heaven. We're standing, God, as a sign of submission. So God, we ask you to speak. Speak, Lord God, your people are here to hear. God, we want to hear from heaven. And God, we know, God, when we're prepared to hear from heaven, you're prepared, God, to talk to us. So speak, Lord God, we pray. And God, we pray, that God, that every believer in this place can create an atmosphere for you. God, we want an atmosphere. God, wherever we go, God, that we can call on your name. It doesn't have to be, God, as in the Old Testament times, God, where they would create an altar. But God, we'll take our altar wherever we go. For God, we have an atmosphere of heaven with us in all ways. And every believer that believes, every believer that wants this response from heaven and wants this response from God when you seek them, seek him. Somebody say, thank God. And amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord.